listening to the Soren Sports Podcast. I am your host, Braden Wilson, and as always, I am joined by that pineapple who, well, he lived on the coast, but now he lives in the mountains. We're not sure how he feels about it on a snowy day like today, but Alan, we got some World Cup we're going to talk about. Before we get into that, man, how you doing today? Oh, I've been pretty good. Just another day, snowy day. I won't say unfortunately, but... That just comes with the territory, but it's been pretty good. Can't say much about being in the snow. How about you? How you've been doing? You know, it's been, let's see how we put this delicately. It's been good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Works just being work. And, you know, sometimes I wish it was more fun. Like, you know, getting on the pod and talking to you about yeah all the sports. I agree. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is, and I can't complain too bad. Well, I yeah. could, but I choose not to. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. We're going to call. Yeah, so Alan, while I get everything situated here, we're going to call me Batty22, and you Montana Pina. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so guys, it is coming up on the quarterfinals for the World Cup. Now, the interesting thing about this, guys, is you may be wondering, we promised all this World Cup coverage, what happened? Well, to put it lightly, World Cup happened. Uh, We had a round of 16 going into the semifinals round, kind of set up, ready to go. We had it all recorded. All we needed to do was uh, sit in and actually I needed to go through and edit the the video and the audio. But before I could even get to that, the World Cup decided a World Cup, and everything we said basically became old news. So, you know, we some of the predictions we made no longer counted. Not that that matters, but, like, a lot of the things we were talking about basically just no longer were of topic. So we I, we decided to hold off on that, and now we're going to kind of recap, go into uh, the round of quarterfinals, preparing for the semifinals, the round of eight, as I like to call it. And uh, Alan, do you want to stop on the start on the top half of the bracket and work our way down, or the bottom half and work way up? Yeah, whichever you prefer, Braden. I'm good to start either way. Why don't we start on the bottom half and work our way up? Um, okay, let's start with the bottom up, and that was just domination right there, like what Portugal just did. And let me ask you something, Braden. Like, and this is something that you don't see a lot. A coach, their coach, Fernando Santos, I don't know if if you were coaching Portugal, would you have the guts to tell Cristiano Ronaldo, hey, you're not starting. I'm starting Gonzalo Ramos as my striker. Would you have that guts to tell that to Cristiano Ronaldo? I, 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 I don't question the move now because we won. The game was won by Portugal. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have had the guts to do it. Okay. But it seems like it was the right move. And this is the thing when we get into our jobs, Alan, of talking about sports, right? We we talk about these these decisions. We talk about it in baseball all the time. Good examples when we talked about the 2020 World Series that your Dodgers won, right? Blake Snell dominating game six. No hitter gone into the sixth inning, right? He gets pulled by his manager of the on the Tampa Bay Rays, and we're all in the baseball world. We're all just going, 
what in the world are you doing, right? And here we are you're, a few years later. We still don't get that move, but we see what the, happened with the Dodgers and what the moves they made and how that works. Had the Dodgers lost that game and the Rays won, we wouldn't be questioning the Blake Snell move like we are two years later. So it's the interesting thing of being the victor and having those spoils. Same with Portugal here. Portugal knew, you know, obviously we have Cristiano Ronaldo, the, you know, superstar, world-class generational talent. And obviously, I think here's the thing. I think talking to Ronaldo the way he did probably did and was like, hey, you know, I think we're not going to have you start this game because I think this matchup with this team will suit us a bit better. I'll sub you in later type situation is what occurred. Yeah. And I think that was probably the strongest way to start off. And look at what happened. We had our highest scoring. Well, one team, we had a high scoring match. I Yeah, absolutely. And it also helped that his, his, you could say backup, his substitute scored a hat trick. Mm. The, I think it's the youngest. Gonzalo Ramos becomes the, the youngest um, player in the World Cup to score a hat trick in the World Cup. So that tells you a lot about Portugal, who they are. I think they they're hitting their cylinder at the right time, and I think they're they're gonna keep it rolling. But to keep them rolling, they're gonna have to face a team that is playing with house money. And you talked about it. The other day, when you we talked about off camera as well, when you upset a team like Belgium, it gives you confidence going forward. And we're talking about Morocco here. Right. And I mean, they beat Belgium in group stages, major upset. Then they go into the round of 16 where Morocco beats Spain and all the way. They take it all the way to penalties. Right. And then they score all three of the penalties they needed to win the match. Like, and right, like you said, they're playing with house money. Eventually, what that means is eventually they're just going to run into a better team. And unfortunately for them, they're going to get knocked out. But as we look at it, scoring, beat, take beating Belgium, advancing into the group stages, winning the group. Mm, excuse me. Winning the group like they did over... Croatia and all these other teams in the group that we thought were actually going to be really good. We're looking at it here. First North African team, first Arabic nation to make it into the quarterfinals. Congrats to them first and foremost, but also I think unfortunately for them, this is where the house money ends. Yeah, I agree with that. And, but they know Portugal is like, okay, Morocco, they're not a team to mess with. They got guys, and this is the most important, the development of players along with, like, obviously it helps that they had Moroccan back background, that they're playing in the biggest league. Like, it helped that their goalie for Morocco plays in Spain. So he knew all these players. He knows, He knows. okay, like, I know where, they, where they're comfortable. I know where they like to pick it when it comes to penalties. I know it's a guessing game, but at least with them, it was like, okay, I know where they're going. I'm not afraid of these guys. I've seen them. I've played against them. We're fine. Like, it's going to be okay. And he delivered. Like, I would say he was the 
of the game and and Spain even disappointing and I know this is for another topic like who do you think like who who disappointed more Spain Germany or Belgium that we don't know like it's we could say all three of them but I mean I would say of those three I would say it's a tie for first for Belgium and Germany but then Spain is third Spain moved on right once elimination rounds happen anything can happen yeah but and so that's that part but we look at it right Spain is at least advanced they gave their fans their country hope for more of the world cup that's all you can ask for i mean as americans that's all we asked for was get out of the group stages obviously yeah. As fans and countrymen, you want your team to go all the way and win it. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's fair. So to say they disappointed the most is really hard for me. Yes, they disappointed. Could it have been avoided? Yeah. Is it the end of the world? No. Just regroup and get ready in four years. Spain is a young team. They are, and I think they're they're only going to get better for the next World Cup. Oh yeah, like watch out for Spain come twenty twenty six. Yeah, that could be one of those teams to watch. But okay, we're done with talking with Spain. Now we're with France. Just another great performance. I know you were concerned with resting those players. No, they just kept the feet going. And obviously, Olivier Giroud break now is the all-time leader and goal scored for the for the French national team breaking uh, now breaking the tie with the form the great Thierry Henry and look Kylian Mbappe. This guy is something else. Like, good luck trying to game plan for him because this is a guy that. I know I'm going to go on a limb and say this, but if he keeps us, he's doing things in the World Cup that has happened probably once or twice. Was that one? Was one of them being what the great Pele did back in his day? We're seeing that now. I know I'm going to get heat for comparing those two, but not we're not we have not seen anything like what. He is doing. He's already scored nine goals in two World Cups, and that's that's crazy. I mean, <clears throat> him and Neymar are what's going to keep soccer alive worldwide for a lot of people. Ronaldo and Messi basically were, you know, are the Manning and Brady of of soccer. They're the Trout and Otani, right? Now we're getting that newer generation coming in. And or sorry, Trout and Harper. Now we're getting Otani and pick your pick for baseball. You know, the the LeBrons, the Kobe's. Like that's who Ronaldo and Messi are. Eventually they're gonna have to step away as much as they probably don't want to think about that right now. As fans, we have to. But M- Mbappe and Neymar from Brazil are going to do that just fine. Soccer is in a good place. <clears throat> and yeah. It's interesting to me because France, you mentioned it, Alan. I was worried that going into Poland, having rested their star players, I've seen it time and time again where it doesn't work out at first. Okay, 
this might be the long shot, but it worked out here. Will it work out for England? I don't know. And that's the crazy thing is we're getting that English-French matchup now. A lot of people would have probably predicted that to be semifinal, third place, or final match. Not a quarterfinal match. And these two great teams, Mass, are, are going to battle it head on. You know, time it tale as old as time, to quote Beauty and the Beast, England and France, they don't like each other. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they probably do now after, you know, years and years. But for years, they did not like each other. And now... Here they are battling it out on the pitch. So I don't know which way to go with this one. I think the star power and the abilities of Mbappe powers France through. I would say the same. England, they got talent. They really do. It's going to come up to how that side where Mbappe plays. was Pretty much it's going to be Kyle Walker on the right side where Mbappe goes. He's going to cover him because obviously it won't be easy to stop him. But if he can neutralize, because, look, we always talk about Kylian's great scoring ability, but the guy can make great passes. So there's a way to contain that. Then England will have a shot. And I think for England, this is an opportunity to, like, to continue to erase the, the ghost of England was pretty in the World Cup was pretty much like other than last year, like getting to the semifinals, it was all a joke. So mm. this is England's opportunity. If they want to make the team run, this is it. Like they still they still got a young team as well. But these guys, they went through the heartbreak of losing the final of the Euros and penalties. They want to erase that and follow what France did. Them losing in home solo in the Euros in 2016 for them to win it two years later in Russia. Could that happen? Well, we're going to find out. And I believe I won't be surprised if this game goes to penalties. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. I either see it it being fairly high score, low scoring, or or it goes to penalties. And that's the weird thing. This game can go one of three ways. Every like any game, we can see a bunch of goals happen really quickly. We could see zero goals. We can see one goal in the 99th minute. We could see, you know, penalties. We could see anything. And that's the crazy part. This match is unbelievably hard to to analyze and predict. And it's because we just don't know how it's going to work out. Yeah. I totally agree with that. So. It's going to be a game that, you know what, get your popcorns ready because you got star power, probably the most star power in all of the quarterfinals. I know we got the other two left, but this is probably more star power than you can imagine. I don't know. Messi and Ronaldo are still in there, and I would say their star power is like more than anything France and England has. That's true, but as a team, it's star power right there. As Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, Alan, as we move into these final, you know, games, obviously the Nether- the Dutch are going to face the Argentinians. The Croatians are facing the Brazilians. We look at it, you know, box scores don't always tell you everything. 
Obviously, the the Dutch creamed the crap out of the U.S. three to one, but the stories march that you know the Americans just were outplayed. Yeah, they were. I just felt that they, uh, they, they did not have that number nine guy, that, that striker that's gonna be like, hey, like, I'll get, I'll get it into score. Like they don't have that Olivier Giroud type player that's like like if they're covering me hey Kylian's gonna be open Antoine Griezmann's gonna be open Kinsley Coleman's gonna be open Adrian Robert etc etc like that's where they lacked and the Dutch like the Netherlands look they're proving to people hey you don't want to talk about us that's fine we'll make you talk about we'll make you talk about us and Hey, they're ma- I know they're making us doing that there and a lot of others. They are they're for real. They got talent defensively. They got talent offensively. Obviously with the young Cody Gapo, which he is he's rumored to head to Manchester United in the transfer market in January. But either way, they're playing great soccer. And but they have a tall task facing Argentina and and look, Argentina now they've surrounding they've surrounded Lionel Messi with a great supporting cast and obviously the X factor there if Enzo Fernandez I think he's a, a forward ends up doing keep keeps it going with his scoring and opportunities to score this is where Argentina can can open the floodgates there to the Dutch like they have to get them they have to find a way to punch up punch up in the mouth and keep them there they have a shot at winning right and you look at it obviously you mentioned it Messi and Fernandez are going to be the keys to this match if the Argentinian side wants to win Messi wants to make it all the way to the final and win it same with Ronaldo that's the match I we all want to see this is the pathway to get there they have to beat the Dutch they can be after that I'm I'm confident in saying they could beat Croatia or Brazil Argentina and get into that finals match. But to get there, they have to get through the Dutch. And the Dutch are not messing around this this World Cup. They they don't they're not playing with their food, so to speak. They they showed the world in the round of 16. You don't want like you said, Alan, you don't want to talk about us. All right. How about we put three up on the Americans and and their World Cup hopes for the next four years, you know? And they did that. And here we are. We're talking about them, like you said. And now we got to just predict the fact that they probably aren't going to make it past Argentina, unfortunately. We all want them to, but they might not. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. This game can go either way. They do have a history of facing each other. So... History favors Argentina, but this is not history. This is real sports, real playing. So we'll see what happens. But either way, it will be a golden opportunity for for those two to make some noise. And then finally, Brandon, we got Croatia and Brazil. I know you were all in the hype with Japan and all, but the hype had to come to an end. And, and look, Croatia, they played to who they are. And that is sometimes where a national team like Croatia and a 
I don't know if I'm correct. I think they're one of the oldest teams in the World Cup. I I I'm, I hope I'm I probably am wrong on that, but with them, it's like they know who they are. They're not gonna they're not gonna be oh a flashy team that's gonna score like five goals or or play with the <clears throat> with with some pizzazz. They're gonna play who they are, and I think this is what Croatia. Facing Brazil, a lot of people. Oh, Brazil! Like they got Neymar, who it's gonna be his last World Cup. Richardson, Vinicius, Thiago Silva, Alisson, the goalkeeper. But Croatia's like, hey, we we're fine. We're gonna play our game. We're not gonna be faced by Brazil and the aura that, that they bring to pretty much every every international competition. Right, and I think the key here is. How many goals is Brazil going to score? And can the Croatian defense limit them enough to get them a chance to to score more than more goals? Obviously, you know, scoring is how you win the game. And you look at the box score, you know, obviously, like I said, it don't tell the story of the game. But Brazil puts four up on Korea. Korea, excuse me. And obviously, one. In penalties, Croatia squeaks by, but they had one on Japan the entire time. How is this game going to turn out? Are we going to see the firepower of Brazil just overwhelm the Croatians? Or is it going to be a match where we just have to watch and see what happens? And I think it's going to be like that English and French match. We don't know what's going to happen. We want to predict, but we just can't predict because these teams are so evenly matched in some ways like brazil firepower meets defense the defensive capabilities of croatia who's playing to their identity as a defensive team and a team that's when it's ready will strike and brazil i think they're just going to rely on that fire firepower unfortunately yeah and also the good thing is look they were not neymar dependent even on the group state so Pretty much, they're they will be fine. But I agree, it's it will come down to pretty much in every game, whoever can make the let the whoever not just can make the least amount of mistakes, but also like the opportunities to score. If you if say Brazil takes has seven nine ten opportunities to goal, but none of them go in, but Croatia had two opportunities. And one goes in, that can that can break a back out of any team, no matter who you are. Like there's a lot I can give you a lot of examples of soccer games that were that way. So this it could go either way. This is why it's the quarterfinals. This is why it's exciting. This is why all these games we could talk key like tactics and all how they're gonna play, what to expect, but we don't know until that whistle blows. And that's going to be the key for the rest of the, the World Cup. And guys, we're going to have you covered. Honorable men, shout outs to uh, Japan and Australia. Not disappointing their countries, making it out of the group stages to the round of 16. Unfortunately, they just, they just got beat by better teams, Alan. Yeah, they did. They, they got beat by better teams and... All you can do is just hey, you did you did what you could. Like you you did what you could and 
and move forward with that. All right. And Alan, as we continue to get things ready for the World Cup and Alan, will we have them covered? Oh, we're trying to, but yeah, we were getting <laughs> covered. Um, we're still obviously with tomorrow starting the quarterfinals, we will uh, also bring into you the semifinals and and also we'll later on we'll have some baseball stories now that free agency has started. So stay tuned on that. Some yeah, big ways in free agency we need to mention as soon as the World Cup's over. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. We'll also um bring some rivalries as well. We'll mention one we will mention one of them later on and it's context internationally. And obviously, if you have not seen our episodes, they're there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there 24-7. We're not going away. We may be asleep, (laughs) but in the podcast world, we're not asleep at all. We're we're there 24-7, 365 days. I couldn't say it better myself. And Alan, we still got some time left. I'm going to hit the outro song. We're just going to banter. And like you said, guys, the world, and like Alan said, we got you covered for your World Cup action. You you can obviously listen to the commentators watching the games, but for analysis of what we feel is going to happen, you can come right here to Soren Sports, Pineapple 22 Media. We got you covered. Obviously, we're busy with our, our jobs, but we're going to try and get web content out for you guys as well. I'm going to try and have articles coming out this weekend. Excuse me. Of some of these World Cup signings. Or not World Cup signings. Free agency signings. Wilson Contreras left to the Cubs to go to the, his rival of the Cardinals. Uh, Aaron Judge faked the Giants out and went back to the Yankees. You know, we there's tons of signings. Yep. A lot. Trey Turner's with the Phillies now. So, guys, we got a lot to talk about. That doesn't necessarily impact the international players as much in terms of agency, but it does impact them with who they're playing with. So we're going to mention all that, guys. We're going to cover that. We're your home for international sports coverage. No one covers international sports the way we do. So if you want, I I dare say it, the best coverage of international sports and their players, come come to Pineapple 22 Media. Come to Soren Sports. Yeah. We're the guys. We're here. So sit back and just enjoy each and every day with us, wherever you are around the world. It could be in the day, the evening, or at night, or probably probably at 3 o'clock in the morning. We're there. Couldn't have said it better myself. And guys, we're everywhere. Alan, where can they find us on the social medias? They can find us on our Facebook page, on Twitter, on on our Instagram, TikTok, Pineapple22 Media. I think it's Pineapple22 Men in one of them. I'm not sure. It's too much to keep up with social media. So it's like we have four. But either way, we're there. We'll have some stuff posted up as well. You guys can chime in on what we talked about. Feel free to band as well about your teams that are in the World Cup right now, this is a good moment to do it. If your team is in, great. Give a shout out, whatever. And if your team is not in, also give a shout out, whatever your preference. 
and we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah.